and let's do it. That's so good. <laughs> show prep today i got home from church we're gonna go shell corn here in a little bit but we just figured we better get out here we've if i had one person i've had 500 people ask me hey when are you gonna do another podcast again it's been like a month and yeah. i know hair bands a harvest and harvest has gotten the best of us and boy do we have some stories to share with you <laughs> but uh, i don't know i'm sorry about the opening there i don't even know why that happened you're so good at that <laughs> You're so good at that. <laughs> Just having fun. Well, you've reached the Bushels and Barrels program. Mm-hmm. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me when I have time these days. Uh, as usual, I am hanging out with the Perspiring Patriots. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How's everything going right now? You know, I'm going to share my Twitter, too, because you're on Twitter. Yes. And I'm on Twitter. You are on Twitter. And mine is at Mrs. MRS Bushels in the letter n bbl <laughs> so that's easy yeah so anyways that's my handle yeah there you I go i never share my information and she's miss bushels so. and barrels on uh or mrs bushels and barrels on tiktok yeah yeah you I mean, just I don't, don't do much no i don't watch a lot of it just don't make a lot of it yeah I, yeah, yeah it sucks me in yeah 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 dangerous so <sighs> we've yeah we've had a lot going on just like everyone else in this world it has been a hell of a fall oh and i've got some stories for y'all oh, i still need to close the pool up Thought about heating her up one more time. Yeah, I think that's over with. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the warm days are gone now. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. looking out the uh, Bushels and Barrels studio and as well as coming home from church today, we got to do something about that flag. Yes. And that's going to happen before I even go to work today. That is a disrespect oh. and disgrace to America. Well, it just it gets it's, it gets a little bit ratty. We've mm-hmm. had, we put up a brand new flag uh, Memorial Day weekend. So here we mm-hmm. are mid-October. It made it that long. And I tell you what, it looks to me like it's it made it about. It hasn't made it that long. <laughs> no, it's it's about a month overdue, yeah. really. Yeah. But anyway, looks, We've got look, a new one looks kind of rough. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. There's an airplane. But it takes it takes two of us to typically, usually. I hope that's not Hamas coming right at the studio. Oh, my. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. It's right behind the flagpole right now. Oh, I see it now. Speaking of airplane, I went flying yesterday. Yeah, that's something you haven't done that's in for sure. a long time. How long has it been? You know, I got to figuring it up. From If you take out the day, don't count the day that we sold the last airplane, which was two years ago. It had been three years, I'm pretty sure, since I've been up there. Mm-hmm. Three so, years since I've flown. The last flight I was on with you, Alden was... Was he even one? I don't think he was one yet. And he's Probably five not. now. Yeah. So, so it's been uh, a while. I, I bought a, me and a partner of mine bought an airplane. So I'm back into the pilot's business here. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait until fall harvest is over to get back to flying. And, and this is a, I, so I, I owned a Cessna 172, which is like the most popular plane in the United States, probably in the world, really. It's a trainer plane, but it's also a plane like you can do some puddle jumping and, and go here, there and yonder. And Jess and I did a lot. We went never, uh, yeah, all the, over the there place. There was nothing to stop us from getting in the 172 and going somewhere. It's yeah. just, it didn't go quite as fast, but I mean, mm-hmm. when you say quite as fast, I mean, across the ground, it still made 110 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then you, you get a tailwind. You get a tailwind. You could be upwards of 180, <laughs> depending on, you know, or, or if it was hitting you in the face, you might be down to like 40. Mm hmm. So well, we had a good time in it. Yeah, Lots we sure did. But sold that thing a couple of years ago. And so I was out of the flying business. And then I don't know why just there in mid-August, it kind of hit me. I was like, man, I'd like to get back to, well, I know what it was. I do nothing but work all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love the podcast and I love TikTok and stuff like that. But it does, they're fun, but they're not what I call hobbies. Right. And I wanted a hobby, something that was a challenge and I could have fun with again. And I thought, you know. Flying is a challenge because you have to be responsible and you get you, it, it, but there's so much fun. It's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I worked so hard to get my pilot's license back in what, what year was that? Like 2017? Is that whenever I got my license? We were married when you got, well, where we, we were married when you got your license, I think, or it was right before we got our, okay, so, so 16 or 17, 16 or 17. Yeah. Is whenever I, I got my pilot's license and just as well use it. Well, I wanted something a little bit faster. I got the bug there in uh, early early to mid-August, and I got a hold of the guy that I used to own a plane with who has bugged me relentlessly <laughs> since the day we sold the last one. Like, well, here's a plane. He'd send me, you know, stuff on Facebook or, or any advertisements he saw. Hey, we ought to buy this one. We ought to buy this one. I was just, I always make up the excuse. I just don't have time. I just don't have time. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to make some more time, and, and I wanted something a little bit faster. He'd always joke, like, well, I'm just going to ask your wife if this one will work for her. Yeah, because Jess know? is one person that, like, has been seriously butthurt from it all of me well, not having a plane. Like I've said before, I was the beneficiary of all of the joy that you got out of flying. Like it puts you on cloud nine yeah, for a long time. It's hard to do. <laughs> it's it's just not something that everybody mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. And you, it, you would just be like glowing for weeks. <laughs> sometimes. But anyway, like I, I got the bug. I called him up and I told, I told Keith, my buddy, my partner in this plane, I said, I said, I'll listen, I think I'm ready to do it again, but I, I don't want to just settle for a plane. I want a good one. I want one that's fast that we can boogie. Like I'm, when I say boogie, I mean like we take off and we'd be in Florida in three, three and a half hours. That's what I want. Not a, not a 12 hour drive. So 11 you want a hour jet? Drive. No, no. <laughs> I want a good tailwind and some horsepower is what yeah. I want. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, uh, and what I was thinking about for those of you that know anything about aviation, let's think about a Cirrus SR 22. That's, that was my dream plane for Your a goal. long time. And yeah. I, I'm not saying I still wouldn't like to own one someday, but they're pretty expensive aircraft, mm-hmm. but they're beautiful aircraft aircraft and they are single engine and they are fast and they don't have retractable landing gear because the higher horsepower you get and retractable landing gear, you got to get added and I'll call them endorsements in order to fly them. I mean, to be legal to fly them and be insured and everything like that, you have to have an instructor to sign you off and all that stuff. And I don't have any of that yet. I've, I'm not right now endorsed to fly retractable air or retractable landing gear. I'm not endorsed to fly high horsepower. Well, what did we do? We went out and we bought a high horsepower with retractable landing gear. So got to finally yesterday, because it rained a little bit, go up to the airport and ride around with Keith and our instructor in that thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, she got some horses now. <laughs> like you could tell you are riding a freaking horse whenever you get in that thing. The way it goes down the runway, accelerates, uh, uh, gains altitude. It's just a, it's an all round different beast from what I'm used to flying. I'm excited as hell mm. to get out and fly it. I'm also scared as hell because <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect because I could just tell whenever we were coming in for a landing, you know, and, and the Cessna, you would come in for landing. I'll, I'll say it 
half 50 mile an hour when this thing you're landing at 80 oh wow so yeah. it's like you it's noticeably different how how much faster everything is going past you as you're coming in so going to be a great time learning that but that's that's the wintertime project right there mm-hmm. i'm sure there'll be a tiktok or two made about it mm-hmm. not while i'm flying but before and after no and you're a really good pilot i'm glad you think that mm-hmm. why do you think that because you're so focused and you're so uh meticulous i think whenever you're whenever you're i mean i've seen you i've seen you fly yeah so and i've seen you focused here at home when you're doing things and then i've seen you in an airplane focused where am i more focused in an airplane you really? better be well yeah. i mean you're you're focused well, I mean, it's kind of important it's life yeah. and death but see you're extreme no matter what like people want to say you know focused there are two men in my life that are as focused as what i've ever seen you one is you and the other is my dad yeah <laughs> so okay cool it's it's extreme focus right yeah so right. i don't know but anyway i'm excited for you i'm i'm excited too and you know mm-hmm. the thing is is like you have to be. You have to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people say, instructors and things like that, air, air, uh, pilot instructors, say the safest pilots are actually student pilots because mm-hmm. they're still scared of it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I still am. I'm not scared to fly it, but I'm scared. I'm still very, very aware of the outcome and my lack of experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, therefore... I have to make up for everything by being totally diligent. Yeah. You know, as to where it's just mm-hmm. like anything. Mm-hmm. First time, uh, I mean, if you brought somebody out and you've, they've never drove a combo, well, you driving a semi, mm-hmm. you're never going to get in a wreck. You're too, you're not, at least you're not going to hit somebody. I mean, I rode with you, what, a couple days ago. Yeah. And I could just tell by you driving, you're still scared of it. You're still, you still 1 billion percent respect it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're situationally aware way more uh-huh. than what I am whenever I drive one. Well, and these roads that we drive on don't have shoulders. Sure. <laughs> but I, I'm just... And that scares That scares You're me. scared of everything. Yeah. That's yeah. the way I still Absolutely. am in an airplane. I mean, I'm not okay. scared to fly it. It does yeah. not bother me to jump in, go down the runway, take off and land. Mm-hmm. But you throw some adversity in there with it, a, a, a mean crosswind or something, mm-hmm. I respect it. Mm-hmm. And if it, if the crosswind is more than what I can handle, I just don't take off. Because yeah. I tried that one time. Oh, yeah. And I scared the hell out of myself in Nashville, Tennessee one time taking off. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I remember you coming home. bad day. Mm-hmm. You bad said day. you'd never do that again. I'm never going to do that again. And the first thing <laughs> I did after I got back home is I grabbed my instructor. A couple Practice. days later, I waited for a horrible crosswind. I mean, like horrible and him and I got in the airplane, mm-hmm. and I landed with a horrible crosswind, and we went over it so I could get comfortable with doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. like Or what you might mean is just focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, got that going on. That's um, exciting. So, whenever you had decided on this airplane, it's yellow, and it's a pretty yellow, but um, so Alden calls it the banana airplane, which we haven't seen it yet. So yeah. we'll eventually make that trip up there. But um, on the television in the morning when we were watching the weather or something, there was a commercial that came on and it was an air show down the road in Kentucky somewhere. And it's an hour. In Madisonville. Madisonville, yeah. And about an hour and a half away. And um, Alden's like, oh, cool, air show. And he didn't know what that was. And I just kind of made a mental note of it. Anyways, I ended up taking him. And we had the best time. 
Yeah. I enjoyed it so much. So if you get a chance to see a local air show, like go do it. It's yeah. so much fun. Aviation so, is cool. It is so cool. And you get and the kids get excited about it and it's not like I don't want to I don't want to say like football's not cool, but I, I mean that's one that's one thing that ends like in high school for most people, right? And so aviation is something that, you know, you could have a passion as a young kid and actually <laughs> Alden is is uh obsessed with Top Gun right now. <laughs> right. And Maverick. And I'm okay with Maverick because it doesn't have all the cuss words. There's not a whole lot of sexual um, scenes. There, actually, I don't know if there's any in the new one. But anyway, um, it's just, it, it, it's, I think it's healthy. Well, and the other thing about aviation and flying, and I'm sorry if this is boring you folks. Don't really care. This is our yeah. podcast. If you don't yeah. like it, change the channel or do <laughs> your guess. own. Yeah. But the, the other thing that I like about aviation is, you can always better yourself. You can always get up. You can always step up to the next mm. certification. So I started out with the bare minimum, which is what I still have right now, of flying a Cessna 172, mm -hmm. not high horsepower, no retractable landing gear. So now I'm going to graduate to high horsepower, single engine, with retractable landing gear. If I wanted to keep going, I could find me a plane, rent one or buy one if I wanted to, a, a twin engine. Mm -hmm. You know, have two engines. But you could also get your IFR rater. And, and, I, I, and I'm just a VFR pilot, meaning I can only fly on basically pretty days. Yeah. I, I'm not allowed to go through a cloud yeah. because that's that's a whole nother level of training. And so I could, it's just something where you can keep furthering and bettering mm -hmm. yourself if you want to keep trying at it. It just mm -hmm. takes a lot of time and a lot of practice. Yeah. And the more you do, the more um, <laughs> marketable could be the word. I, the more you do, the smaller of group of people you're actually in. Like, you, you people that fly commercial airlines, like the people that's going to fly your Delta flight. Mm -hmm. Like, those people are incredibly highly rated pilots. Mm -hmm. Like, they've worked their ass off to get to where they're at. And it's expensive. That's why a lot of them come from the military, because the military teaches you for free. Oops, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you go into the military to learn how to fly, and they, they might start you at ROTC with a Cessna 172. Mm-hmm. On your way to the F-16 or the B-130 or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it that's the cheap way of doing it. I'm doing it the expensive way. I didn't go to the military. <laughs> I had to buy the plane. Mm -hmm. I didn't, because I didn't want to rent it. Bought the plane mm -hmm. and then got, got taught. And I'm just, yeah. it's just something I decided I want to do again. And it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited for you. Yep. Yep. It's so really what we cool. got is we got a Navy on is what it is. Not a really, really popular airplane, but it's just a flying pickup truck is what it is with a lot of horsepower. It's got a brand new continental engine in it. Um, it just, a, it's a nice plane seats, five people. You can load the shit out of it. It's got a, it, it can take a payload. Uh, I know technically, and, and that's, it's got tip tanks on it. We could fly 1000 miles without landing. We could fly for that's seven cool. straight hours without landing, given it's fuel burn. It burns about 15 gallons of fuel an hour. That's cool. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a workhorse. Mm -hmm. And so we could load up four people and luggage and hit the road. Now, mm -hmm. technically you're only supposed to carry 644 pounds is what me and Ken figured out yesterday. My instructor. Oh, really? Total. But, including yeah. people and luggage. Full of fuel. Fuel of full. Okay. okay. The weights and balances, you yeah. know, if you leave some fuel behind, you can pack more people. Yeah. If you leave some people behind, you can pack more fuel. Mm -hmm. But this is an airplane. I mean, Ken didn't tell me this. No, no instructor would ever tell you this. But I learned with my Cessna 172, yes, you have your weights and balances on there. But if you put more weight in it, 
it still takes off. Now, I'm not saying load the damn thing down with a pallet of seed and try to take off. He's not going to work out well for you. But you can go a little bit overboard and still have four, full fuel, especially if you're cognizant of how hot it is or cold outside, the air temperature, your density altitude. I'm getting way over people's head here. Okay, but. quick question. This is a sidebar. So whenever you get ready to take off and you know how what your max weight is how do you check your weight is there a scale well like we know we know what the airplane you're flying's uh gross weight is the weight of the aircraft itself without fuel well then you also know 100 ll that's 100 low lead for those of you in bone gap we know that it weighs six pounds per gallon the fuel the gasoline so so there's not a scale that you pull up on no (laughs) What about what? <laughs> no. So I was on an airplane coming home from Israel and with my mom and we were on standby for a uh, flight because they, we had missed because we made an emergency landing. Anyways, um, we were on this airplane and then they said, well, you, this pregnant woman and your mom, you have to get off this airplane because we're overweight. How did they know? The head count of the people that's in there. And because like, they, are they looking at our driver's license? Looking no, at how much? No, we're, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's all averages. Okay. We have an average of this many people, or we have so this many people one, on here. Average average weight of a male is X. Yeah. Average weight of a female is X. Some are going to be higher. Some are going to be lower. We're going to take the average, and then luggage. Huh. The average weight of luggage is yeah. blah blah blah. So how do they? How does one person? Because I was the only person who was selected to get off of that airplane. That part I don't know. Isn't that crazy? Do you yeah. remember how upset about that I, I do. was? I do remember that. All I did was cry. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea how okay. they pick who's going to be the one okay. to get off the plane. I don't know if it's the last person to get a ticket, the last person on the boards. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, if it's random, I have no clue. Yeah. I have no clue. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So, all right. Yeah. I didn't know if there's a scale or they had. No, there's okay. no, it's there's no, averages. the DOT does not have a scale at the airport that's, <laughs> well, you're playing up here. You know, while we're at, we're going to inspect this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just was curious. Give you 15 tickets and if send you like on a, your way. Is there a scale like inside these seats that we don't know about? <laughs> Are they weighing us no, constantly? No, not okay. that I know of. All right, cool. Hmm, so, interesting. Yeah. No, that's super fun. Yeah. So we were able to, something big that happened this year that's never happened since we've been married, which we are getting ready to have our seventh anniversary, uh, wedding anniversary, and... We've never went out to eat to celebrate my birthday. That's true. Because it's on October 5th. Yep. And uh, it is a horrible harvest time, time of year <laughs> for me to do anything but on your you birthday. But you know what it was doing on October 5th here? It was raining cats and dogs. Yep. So I'm like, let's go to sushi. Yep. And I, at Ryan hates sushi. <laughs> I don't like he anything that swims. He doesn't. He just doesn't eat it. He never has. Um, which he's missing out. But whatever. So... He took me to Evansville and got some inserts for my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> some sushi. <laughs> yep. Sure did. But we got to do something on your birthday. Yeah. You know? I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So that was it. That was kind of, um, that was exciting. Yeah. For me. It was a good Anyways. time. And we always celebrate my birthday. It's not like, I, I mean, I bake my own cake or I go get a cake and then we <laughs> sing happy birthday. <laughs> you are making me sound like an ass here. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. It it's is what time. it is. Right. And it's okay. It's all right. So. Uh, that was exciting. Yeah, got that to go out. You know, that's the thing. I just don't like things that swim, I, especially seafood. I can eat catfish, fried catfish. Ugh. I could do some of that, but seafood, I, I just don't do. 
I can't do it. As many times as like we've went on vacation with Cody and Nicole. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they like really look forward to is going to the beach or, you know, like when we went to seafood. Mexico, yeah. fresh seafood. Yeah. I'm like, well, I just hope I have a cheeseburger because yeah. I just don't want it. But when Jess said she wanted sushi the other night, by God, Jess is going to get sushi. <laughs> and I told her if I, had to so get, good. if I had to get Arby's on the way home, I'd just get Arby's on the way home. Ain't no big deal. But you had a steak and yeah. it was nice. It was yeah, like it a hibachi bad. type thing. Yeah, hibachi steak, whatever. Yeah. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to make you take me back. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So, no, that's good. But, uh, hey, something else big that's happened. The, you know, there's, folks, there's certain things in your life you just never dream would ever happen. And you never even give time to consider that they might happen. What what oh. did you hold your hands up for? I don't know. And and one of those things out of the clear blue sky happened. I was asked to do something about three oh, weeks ago. Yes. Something that I've never, ever even dreamed of ever even trying to do. What even an option? <laughs> and those of you who listen to the program know that I'm a Catholic and a devout Catholic at that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a Catholic until the day that I die because I love Catholicism. I never, ever dreamed of becoming an ordained minister. <laughs> Don't even know what that entails, but I had a buddy, a very, very close friend, who asked if I would marry he and his bride in a couple weeks. And I, you, you know, somebody asks you something like that, and you sit there and you're like... <laughs> Oh, I'm, I don't have any authority to do that. I'm not I'm a damn farmer out here. I, I don't. So I got fun. He's just like, you don't have to answer me today. I'll pay for you to become an ordained minister, which I had no idea what the hell that even entailed. It's like, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of taken aback. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the heck? So I sit back and of course, the first thing I do is call my wife. And I'm like, you would not believe what Ross has asked me to do. You know, and she's like, what's that? He wants us to, or wants me to marry him and Brooke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're kidding me. I don't even know how to do that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Which gonna... in between all of your harvest and everything, you're going to have to sit down. And I know you will at some point. You're going to sit down and you're going to think about what you got to say. And you've got to do that here pretty soon. Yeah. So it's going to be really cool to hear what you come up with so he gave me some time and i got to thinking about it. and the more that i thought about it the more i was just like humbled absolutely humbled somebody would think enough of me to want me to do something as special as that day because uh, i i think it's a big deal it's huge i mean i don't think it's anything to joke about i i mean it, it he asked me i was like wow mm-hmm. so then the more i thought about it, the more like i can't say no now the wedding is in two weeks from right now. I promise you, I will still be harvesting in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I have not had a good fall. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't I can't turn this down. I can't not do this. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing to get to marry a really good friend of yours whenever they ask you to do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life wanted to become an ordained ministry, ordained anything. I, I was like, do I have to take classes? And Ross is like, no, I don't think so. I think we just get online and I can order you up and you become a, <laughs> like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> oh, anybody could become an order. Yeah. You got 50 bucks in an email address. Yeah. We can get you to be more <laughs> just like the Bible said. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway. And I don't really think that there's anything in the Bible that says that you have to be a pastor to marry. I think it's just, you know, and it, it's a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I either. Don't know. I just, I, I'd, I'd have to do research on that, I but have, I don't think there's anything in the, I've never been told there's anything in the Bible. I think it's just our traditions and our religions that tell us this is the way that you have to do it if you're going to get married in our church. Yes. So that's that's kind of, but I don't know. I mean, if you know, let us know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't have a clue. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm going to do some homework, try to find some Bible passages that are applicable here. And and uh, I, I was going to ask my priest after church today, but I got talking to some other parishioners about stuff and uh, I ended up not getting a hold of him because he had to leave to head to Mount Carmel for another mass. But I'll, I might get a hold of him or I might just do some research on my own. But it's just something, one of these deals in life that you just never, ever, ever dreamed somebody would ever ask you to do i mean mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. but i couldn't i mean the more i thought about it the more it's like yeah you're not too busy for god you're not too busy for a good friend mm-hmm. so that's right here we go yeah so and you've got a great speaking voice so you're gonna do fine this podcast is horrible nobody <laughs> likes my voice <laughs> you're gonna do great <laughs> no so, it's gonna be good we got to find you an outfit anyway he's okay folks i'm, I'm saying this to you guys <laughs> That way Jess can he- knows that I've said it to her. Ross specifically told me, you do not have to wear a suit. He said you don't have to. He said, he said I'm wearing jeans to my own wedding uh-huh. with a nice shirt and a coat. Yeah. So there we go. The southerner in me says absolutely not. You're not wearing jeans to a wedding. Well, you ain't a the wedding. south no mo. Yeah, well. Okay. Mm. I don't like it. Mm-mm. It's fine. We don't wear jeans to weddings. Yep, we Just do. Just saying. Just saying. Kay. We don't. Okay. But anyway, we'll see if you wear slacks. <laughs> so anyway so we've had uh first first a few firsts here this fall first day celebrating our my my birthday with you out out somewhere other than the farm and then um alden i decided to start him in piano so he had his first few practices so that's pretty cool yep he seems to be catching on to the numbers and and fingers and whatever i'm trying to pay attention but i have no idea either uh, so that's cool. And yeah. then he's had his first flag football game. Football is right in, in harvest time. So I, so I don't Ryan. make it any of the games. No, and that's okay. But I still want Alden to be able to, you know, have a good time. I mean, he's too young to help on the farm right now. And um, I and I told Alden that no matter what, if dad needs us on the farm, football comes second. So, yep. so that's something that I could... And I know that that might sound super, super harsh to some people. Like, how dare you make him miss a game? Screw them. <laughs> like, Screw them. It, we, it is not, sports are not. Sports are not that the important. Center, the center of our life. Yeah. And, and they I won't ref- be. I refuse to be a parent that makes it the center mm-hmm. of my kid's mm-hmm. life. Not going to do make, it. And I'm not the type of wife or partner that's going to give Ryan a hard time for not making it. Last year when he played, it was hilarious. I mean, but it's still like chasing or watching cats. Like running, oh, yeah. one, I mean, it's it's. There's nothing. I mean, it's a lot of fun for the kids. It's sure, hilarious for the parents also. But like, I'm not going to give you a hard time for not being there. Now, folks, I want you to know. Whenever I said screw them, I'm talking about the people who think that we're awful for not putting sports first. Yeah, not screw Alden. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. You know, just the people that think, oh my gosh, you, I can't believe that you're going to go to work and and not do sports, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. or shut down yeah. the combine yeah, just to go to a flag football game. Right? <laughs> like yeah, we're not going to do that. I am. That's our livelihood, and that that is a priority, not not the sport yep. event. 
that we're doing. It stinks that it's in the fall, but it is what it is, you yep, know? For and, sure. And he really loves it. So I'm excited. Um, yep. Just for him to be involved in something. Cause that's, we do baseball and football and yep. now piano lessons. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Exactly. We also had um, a few passings in our, in our families in both Ryan and I's. Yeah, sure did. Um, both of us have lost a grandma here in the last two weeks. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. So I'll be headed down to Arkansas soon to celebrate her life. D- yeah. And then uh, we celebrated your grandmother's life here in the last couple weeks ago. Yeah. Two Was Mondays it? ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, both my, in their 90s. Yeah. My grandma that. was 91. Mm-hmm. You know, for my grandma, she, she lived in a place in Mount Carmel and assisted living. And, and uh, I think she enjoyed it once she got a little bit more used to it. Um, whenever she died, I, and, you know, we knew that she was going downhill. She's by no means, you know, a vegetable. By no means, I mean, she could still carry on a conversation and everything. She was just forgetful, you know, just as most 90-year-olds probably would be. But I don't think it really hit me that she died until her actual day of her funeral because I was in the middle of harvest anyway. Mm-hmm. And when my dad, I mean, yeah, you got that initial gut punch whenever my dad was looking for me and couldn't find me because I didn't have my phone on me because I was unloading a semi. And uh, he said, yeah, grandma, grandma passed today. And it's just like, huh. I didn't even know she was going downhill that bad or that fast. You know, you just, mm-hmm. you always think like whenever you have these people that, that live to be that seasoned, seasoned of an age mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll have that week or two, they go downhill and you call in hospice and things like that. And it's like, okay, so now we know like it's the end is here. So you make it a priority to go say bye. Grandma didn't go out that way. You know, she, she just, uh, she went to lunch. She walked to lunch that day mm-hmm. and ate lunch and came back to her, her room. And I guess from what I hear, she just couldn't catch her breath. And yeah, you know, she's, she's been on oxygen. What? jazz for two years uh yeah year and a half anyway yeah Yeah. but she just came back and i guess she couldn't catch her breath and she just kind of fell asleep yeah just kind of passed yeah and you know she didn't she had a dnr do not resuscitate Mm -hmm. so god took her and she got to go hang out with grandpa again Mm -hmm. and it didn't really hit me until that until we buried her that day that the funeral i was like huh i'm a I don't have a grandparent anymore. That was my last one, mm-hmm. you know? So then you start thinking, well, you know, I probably didn't go see her enough in the last couple of years. And if a level of guilt hits you, but then at the same time, like maybe it's not a bad thing that I didn't because from what I understand, she didn't really like company that much because she <laughs> couldn't hear. So it was hard to her, hard for her to even carry on a conversation. The company gave her joy, though, brought her joy, you know, but, the, you know, whenever you've got kids running around and stuff, that can kind of, and anybody that's had a grandparent or an older parent, you know, that that's hard for them because it, it kind of gives them anxiety almost. Yeah. You see it all over their face. I mean, they don't hide anything, right. <laughs> especially at that age. They don't have to. <laughs> no, <laughs> they've lived long enough that they, they don't have to put up with anything. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they don't want to. Their GAF so. is pretty low at that mm-hmm, point. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so... It kind of hit me that day, and I, I, whenever I say hit me, I don't mean like break down in tears and like down and out. But you know, you just get the, you guys all know what a little bit of grief feels like. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I got to thinking also, I'm 44 years old and buried my grandma. I've got friends who's already buried their parents at 44 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or maybe one of their parents. So how blessed am I? I still got both of my parents and I mean, I have no reason to believe both of them or either of them is going to go early there. I mean, and I hope they don't obviously, Mm -hmm. but they're kicking right along and I'm just so blessed. I, and by her passing and me stepping back and looking at my life and saying, you're 44 years old and grandma just died. Like that just doesn't happen to a lot of people. It It really doesn't. I mean, so she will be missed. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But at 91 years old, to go out like that, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't end up in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've said it well, to I many. Mean, I mean, I'm 35 and I don't have a grandparent. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's that. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just lucky. Mm-hmm. I'm just lucky. She she didn't go to nursing home. She, her money outlived her, which is a, it's a huge deal, folks. That is a big deal. Because if you if you end up going to a nursing home, well, they're going to have to get paid, mm-hmm. and they're gonna they're gonna or an assistant living even at that. I mean, yeah. you've got to have enough money, and those places are extremely expensive. Well, like assisted living, at some point you can't pay; they just kick you out. Yeah, they don't have to keep you. Yeah, you know, but then you have the nursing homes or the the living places where they get government money, mm-hmm. but they don't start you don't start getting government money until they've sold you out. Everything you have, everything you've ever worked for, yep. they sell, I mean, mm-hmm. to where you have nothing except for whatever the government pays for you to stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, very sad situation that some people end up in. And mm-hmm. it's just an awful deal. And luckily, all of my grandparents, none of them that happened to, you know. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. They, great. they worked hard. They saved their money. They prepared for the end, and they obviously prepared well. Mm-hmm. That's something we all need to think a little bit more about, you know, to, especially if you have something that you want to hand down to your kids, mm-hmm. you know, farm ground. They'll sell that too. Yeah. They'll sell it all before the government starts paying. So I remember a, a scene there at the, when we were at the gravesite, um, Cohen kind of talking about, you know, well, what happens now, you know, with all of the things and, I looked at Cohen and I said, well, dad and I have got it figured out. We've, we've got things set up in hopes that you and Alden don't have to worry about anything that we'll have it figured out so that if something does happen and whatever, cause he, and then the look on his face, I think was kind of like, oh shoot, that's a real thing. You've thought about it. Yeah. 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 Cause so that he doesn't have to think about it. Cause he would be the only one right now. Like if something were to happen to us, the only one right now who would be able to even cognitively understand right alden's way too young i mean he would understand but he wouldn't he wouldn't know he doesn't get it yet no no not at all you know speaking of oh go ahead no no no. i was going to say another thing that you know my mom is in her 60s and it was my mother's mother who died um something that my mom said you know because once again it's expected but you're not prepared for it you know like I've said with hospice and things, you're kind of starting to get prepared for it. You know, this is coming. Mm-hmm. This was expected being, she was in her nineties. We were not prepared for it for that week. And so therefore grandma dies. My aunt and my mom have to go to the nursing or not nursing home, the funeral home and make the arrangements and things like that. And one thing my mom did say is she said, I've never thought about it. I've always just kind of said, well, I'll just do this some other day. 
for planning your own funeral, you know, because you can pre-plan these things and and it's taken care of. The day you die, all the plans are made and you can, it's, it's, it saves a lot of a burden on your family. Right. If you your go ahead and do ones, it. Your kids or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my mom said, you know, I've never thought, I, I've never really taken it that seriously. But now that I've had to do this with grandma, she's like, I think I'll take it a little more seriously. So maybe she'll go, her and dad will go prepare their own stuff to where whenever it does happen, boom, it's already finished. It's mm-hmm. already done. Don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. So another thing that somebody might want to consider, just, just speaking out loud here of the stuff that I've seen here in the past three weeks, just that it's just life, but it's the death is part of life and you just as well get used to it. I mean, and I'm, I'm lucky enough. I've never had to get used to it. You know, I just haven't had a whole lot of people around me. That's real, real close die. There have been a few, some of them have been just awful, Mm -hmm. you know, kids, young ages, yeah, young ages, my best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, his little brother, but, um, the end of life stuff is real and, and people need to, need to pay attention to it and people need and prepare for it and, Mm -hmm. and help their family out in whatever way they can in that. That's Mm -hmm. all I was going to say about it. Well, you know, there's life after this life. If you, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus, Jesus is Christ and King, then you will be accepted and have eternal life. So uh, that's something, that's a serious conversation that I think every individual should be having, especially with things going on right now in the world. I mean, um, they're biblical, you know? So, war in the Holy Land. Um, and there's always been war there, but I'm just saying, like, right now, yeah, it's, and I'm not a scholar, a biblical scholar or anything, but it is, it is real. I mean, this stuff is real. Well, so, if you don't know where you're going whenever you die, whether that be heaven or hell, what's all I'm saying is like, what, what, what's the worst that could happen? Like, if you ask, you know, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is King, and and you're willing to make Him the Savior of your life, then what, what's the worst that could happen? Nothing, or he could change your heart and uh, you can go to heaven when you die, you know? Yeah. So anyways, that's just, that's my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather him be in my heart and go to heaven and see all of my family there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know everybody's situation. Like if, if they're real, if they're truly, you know, Christ followers, cause that's not, my business, but I do believe that like the the fruit that people produce, as in like good things or bad things, like I do believe that if if you do have God living inside of you, then you're producing good things, and that makes you want to be around them, or that makes you know I don't know what I'm trying to say. Really. I'm not sure either. You don't know? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I mean, if somebody is like full of just hatred. Well, you don't want to be around them. And they're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not until they repent and ask for reconciliation. I don't know that I've ever asked for reconciliation. But you've repented. You asked for forgiveness. For the hate that's maybe of some, uh, not all, not not head to toe by and large like you're doing nothing but being hateful. But you've asked mm-hmm. for forgiveness for the times that you've been wrong, uh, the times you've done wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. But not every time. 
Nobody does. Yeah. Because that'd be crazy. Well, as Catholics, we pray, God forgive us of our sins, plural. Uh-huh. The ones that we don't even think, the ones we can't even remember we do. Yeah. You know, like this morning in church. I One thing that I don't say, and you guys, I'm sure, have picked up on this, or maybe you haven't. But one thing that I do not say whenever I'm talking or doing a TikTok or on this podcast is GD. Oh. I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I I. I just don't say that. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Nothing against somebody who says it. They can say whatever they want. I just don't say it. But if I get frustrated enough, which I was a couple times this week, I said it. This week? Not two people, but <gasps> I said it. You did? Two, di- two different times. I right. got frustrated enough. <laughs> but the second I said it, like the second, and nobody's around to hear me say it, I'm telling on myself here. Mm-hmm. I instantly said God, please forgive me for just saying that. Just please forgive me for just saying that. That was out of emotion. I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Both times I did. <laughs> I admit that I said it, but instantly. Shame on you, Ryan. It's just, it's just something that I just don't really care for. Nothing yeah. against anybody that yeah. says it. They can say that that's their life. Mm. It's just something that I don't prefer. I prefer zero cuss words but that's okay that ain't gonna happen we're christian we love jesus and we cuss a little bit (laughs) sometimes we do (laughs) love jesus but i cuss a little bit nicole would be laughing she's she'd probably say jessica how are you cuss (laughs) (laughs) yes you have ma'am yes you have Mm -hmm. because i have and i do do you want to talk about the reason that i I said gd a couple times (laughs) this week this is the biggest story going on in our life right now if i think what you're getting ready to talk about is what you're getting ready to talk about. The shit show of the past <laughs> week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, the reason this week's harvest has been rough is because it took me a little bit to figure it out. But I believe, I'm 95% certain that my combine and pickup got vandalized last week. And it cost me a lot of downtime in my combine, basically half this week. Um, it was six days. It was. I went six straight days without harvesting a single bushel. Mm-hmm. Yes, between the rain and then the problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what happened was, I was harvesting in this particular field. I got done, moved to the next field. And this is all within one day. Moved to the next field, harvested two of those, and they were calling for rain. So I took the combine home and I put it in the shed. It rained. The day after that, I got the combine out and I brought it back to the farm to service it. I mean, head to toe service it. So pulled the oil plug on it, changed the oil in it, um, checked all its vital fluids. Whenever I was up on the back compartment or back around the engine, checking its vital fluids, you have two places you can put hydraulic oil. The first is the main gearbox that comes off of the engine. It's got a fill tube. The fill tube has a cap on it. The cap was missing and the cap had obviously been missing for a while because there was all kinds of bean fuzz stuck to it where the oil, like some oil was. And you farmers know exactly what I'm talking about. The, The dust just migrates right to that oil and sticks to it. So it had obviously been missing for a while, at least one full day of harvesting. And I'm telling you, the beans around here are dusty this year. Dusty as dusty could be. So there was a ton of bean fuzz and bean dust stuck around that fill tube. And I thought, where the hell did that cap go? I haven't been in that all year. 
because it's got a sight glass where you look at it and that way you know whether or not it's full it's not a dipstick or nothing like that it's just a fill tube noticed it was missing it was dirty so i was like well hard telling how much dirt ended up down there in that gearbox so i took the fill tube completely off of it washed it off with garden hose then air dried it with the air compressor blew everything got it good and clean then i pulled the plug on the gearbox and i emptied all the hydraulic oil out of it dumped two or three gallons of diesel ran through it to rinse it out in case any dust got down in there put the fill tube back on filled it back up we're all good right mm-hmm. hydraulic tank didn't need nothing is a little bit low i put maybe uh i didn't cohen did put maybe a gallon of hydraulic oil in the hydraulic reservoir just to you know keep it topped off and that was it next day we took off for the field headed down the road in road gear pulled out on the highway road gear is about 25 mile an hour in that that combine i made it to about 16 mile an hour and i started losing speed hydrostat all the way forward it's like what the hell is going on here luckily i farmed right beside the field where this was happening and i whipped off in the field so i'm like well shit call my dad i was like dad i i think we're losing our hydrostat but let's go ahead and change a hydrostat oil filter just to make sure we don't have that thing plugged up maybe that'll fix my problem in a miracle got a new one put it on i'll be damned i took off went a quarter mile down the road to where the farm that other farm was at to fill up with diesel and it worked it's like okay so i fill up with diesel start to combine up and there's a hell of a rattle coming from back around the hydrostat. It's like, well, what the hell's that? Shut the combine off. Check all my connections. Tighten them all. I was thinking maybe I was sucking some air somewhere, getting in the hydraulic fluid, cavitating the pump or something like that. So I just tightened everything down real good. Started back up. It went away. It's like, well, that was my problem. Somewhere I was sucking air. Head straight back the runway of the airport. That was where I was combining. Hook onto the bean head. And I lost my hydrostat again. So that's not my problem. So I can't move, can't do nothing. Long This is Saturday. Long story short, Monday, uh, the technicians from New Holland came out, looked at it. The guy looked at it. And he says, I am 95%. You lost your hydrostat from the way this thing is rattling and whining. So, okay. Where's the hydrostat at? Indianapolis, Indiana. All right. Lebanon, Indiana, actually. So we go get, I go up and get this hydrostat. Slap it on Tuesday morning. Combine goes back and forth just like normal. Everything's perfectly fine. I'm like, all right, good deal. Ready to roll. So now I've lost, I think, a total of four days. Five days. That was my fifth day of not combining. Set the bean head down. Go about 500 foot through the field and then lost my damn hydrostat again. Stopped. Completely stopped. Well, that wasn't the problem. But boy, we just threw a lot of money at it, hoping it was. So, call up the dealership. What's your next option? I don't know. We're going to think about this one now. So what they did is they came out and they took the hydraulic tank off. They drained it, took the hydraulic tank completely off of my combine, took it over to Albin to the dealership, washed it out, power steam washed it out, then washed it out with diesel and everything and a paper towel. What was left of either a, a thin cotton rag or a paper towel of some sort was inside my tank. A white one. A white one. Well, that's odd. I don't know why in the hell anybody would ever have a paper towel even close to that. The fill cap. Because it's got a sight glass on it. It's, there's not a dipstick that you even wipe off with a towel. It's got a sight glass on it. So you never have to even take the cap off to look at anything. The only time you'd ever take your cap off is to take it off to dump hydraulic fluid in it. 
Guess what else they found inside there? The screen that is supposed to be right underneath the fill cap. Somebody had knocked the screen out into that tank so that they could put the rag down in it. That screen was there at the beginning of the harvest because I'm the guy that put the oil in it. I topped it off. You know, generally speaking, you never have to put oil in a hydraulic system if there's no leaks. Mm-hmm. It just circulates. It's kind of like Freon in your air conditioner. You should never have to put Freon in it because it just circulates. Well, we found that that screen had been knocked out because for those of you who know about the equipment, you take the, the lid off, the fill cap off, and right there looking at you is that screen specifically put there to keep shit from falling down in the tank. Somebody had knocked that out shoved paper towel or, or some sort of shop rag white one I, I i don't carry white shop rags mine come mine are blue and they come on a roll you guys know what they are they're just rolls of blue towels this was white so that's weird that's uh, that also that already doesn't make sense for anything i have mm-hmm. so they pull all that out and i'm like well damn and one of the mechanics over there says you you're sure that like you didn't knock that out on accident. I was like, how do you knock that out on accident? You have to, you would have to get a hammer and a, and a screwdriver or a punch or something to stick down there and smack it to try to knock it out. I mean, it's in there. He's like, yeah, he goes, I'm thinking somebody did this to you. I was like, yeah, I'm starting to think that too. Because you had to order a cap for that gearbox too. Yeah. The, the cap that was mysteriously missing. I have no idea, no clue why, where but that went, you, but I didn't think about it. And if you didn't replace it or cover that hole up where that cap goes, it could cause some major problems. Well, yeah, you don't want dirt, rain, whatever to get down there in there. Okay. You, you, you th- there's a reason it caps on there. <laughs> just keep everything well, clean. I'm just saying there. like what kind of damage would it have caused? I mean, had you ran and not realized that it? over time it would have caused some big problems because you just yeah. all kinds of dust and dirt would be getting down in there okay and nothing but fluid like your all this hydraulic fluid fluid. yeah yeah lubricates all the gears down in there okay so that happened i'm like huh well i got to thinking i lost the front left wheel of my pickup going down the road the other day and it wasn't because the wheel bearing went out it's because all the lug nuts were loose My pickup was parked right beside my combine for one night. I mean, in a field away from home. The reason, generally I'd bring my pickup home at the end of every night, but I'm bringing loads of grain here to the farm. I had a load of grain at the end of the day. I brought the loaded semi here to unload it, and I just stayed here whenever I got done. My my, my pickup stayed with the combine down in the field. Unlocked. Yeah, always yeah i always leave everything unlocked and maybe Mm -hmm. that and obviously it's my fault but even locked doors wouldn't have kept what happened to my combine from happening oh yeah so lose this wheel last sunday coming down the road which this kind of is a funny story (laughs) last weekend my iphone got to the point and you guys have all seen this where you can't charge them like you can't push the receptacle thing into the into the phone hard enough for it to start charging so jess ordered me a new iphone it came in and for some reason Sunday morning was the morning we thought would be a great day or great time <laughs> to So we've ordered wait, let's go back. There's history with these phones. The last three iPhones that we've ordered have been off of Gazelle to save some money. Okay. Yeah, refurbished iPhones. Yes. So you get a refurbished one, they're decently new or whatever. They only last Ryan about six to nine months. These last three have only and maybe we got a whole year out of one of them right one of the three so well that's stupid i said let's just order one from apple and go from there yeah so that's what we did 
So we got it in the mail the next day. And then I start to transfer. On Sunday morning. <laughs> Sunday morning. Well, the transfer doesn't go well. So As it never does. It never does. They never do. <laughs> but basically, what the transfer does is it makes it so my old one won't work, but the new one's not quite there ready to work. So here I don't have a phone. And we sat here in the house for an hour waiting on this shit to transfer that never got transferred. And I got frustrated, and I'm like, I got to go to work. And I, I said, well, take both your phones with you. And leave them. Yeah, basically leave one humping the other so they keep transferring. <laughs> In your pocket, let your phones hump, right? Well, next to it. I wouldn't have used that word. So here I am walking around with two phones humping in my pocket, neither of which works. Wheel falls off of my truck, and I don't have a phone to call anybody. So I'm like, gosh, dang. And Alden's with me. What are we going to do now, Dad? It's like, well, you got your shoes on, so do I. We're going to walk. And we could see my mom and dad's house from where we were at. It's about a mile away. Well, let's start walking. And somebody naturally came along, picked us up, took us up to my mom and dad's house. And I just thought, well... We'll just slap the wheel that just came off because it wasn't a wheel bearing. It went out. It came off the studs. Did you, you didn't know that at the time. Not though. at the time. So you go down, you go to your mom and dad's. Somebody picks you up. You hitchhike and they, they take you to your mom and dad's. Your mom and dad are really confused about what's going on. Your dad takes you back down to the where the truck had broke down. Yeah, we fought. Okay. Yeah. We're like, I, dad's like, well, what do you want to do? I said, let's just jack it up. Let's slap this wheel back on it. Even though I don't have any lug nuts for this wheel, I'll steal two lug nuts off of all the other wheels just to get it a mile down the road to into, into your driveway mm-hmm. so we can work on it at home. Okay, good idea. So we put the we put the tire back on. I'm starting to I'm stealing two lug nuts off the other three tires. Get to the front tire, the other front tire, the right front tire, the one that's still on the truck, to find that I'm missing a lug nut on it, and one of those is loose. Crazy. What the hell? So we managed to get it moved back home. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, my truck was sitting right down there by that combine. We know, I mean, 95% sure somebody did something to the combine. I'm wondering if somebody messed with my truck as well while we're down there. They got all the ones on the driver's side loosened. They was working on the passenger side. Something spooked them. Mm-hmm. So maybe the person that was farting around up on the deck, something spooked him. He just threw that cap, he or she, no idea through the cap of the of the gearbox whoever was down on the ground was working on my second tire and guess what i couldn't find in my truck the tire iron the 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 deal that you use you know that comes with every vehicle to loosen the the lug nuts on your truck i couldn't find it it was gone missing and it was in my truck at the beginning of harvest because i saw it so i'm thinking somebody came down and really really effed me this past week so i mean you guys are my like prized possessions right right you and alden okay cohen too if 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 something would have happened to the two of you either one of you yeah the second e- that- any three of you wouldn't that be like attempted murder or murder or murder First degree, I would think that would be first degree. But, I, but how I don't do you know. find out who this person is? I don't know because that's some serious that's some serious vandalism, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I was going fifty mile an hour, and that tire mm-hmm. came off. If that tire would have hit oncoming traffic, it would have killed somebody. I mean, it would. If it would have bounced and went through a window, mm-hmm. it would have killed somebody. There's or no doubt you. in my mind. Oh, or I'm killed th- me whenever my truck ripped to the left whenever it fell off. Yeah, now, I. I 
managed to, I, I saved it. And luckily there was nobody, nobody was even on the road whenever I was going down it. So it wasn't even a close call. I made a hell of a gouge in the asphalt where my rotor just slammed into the pavement. Yeah. But, or, or imagine like, let's say that, of course I'm in a three quarter ton pickup. Mm-hmm. I could take on, let's say I would have met somebody in a Prius. <laughs> let's say you would have met As, another semi. Amen, I mean, could you imagine? I'm thinking, what if, what if I'm fine, but mm-hmm. what they did killed somebody else mm-hmm. coming home from church, a van yeah. full of people. Yeah. It's like people. I I'm don't a- understand the, the evil that this person had inside of them. That's kind of, you think about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get it either. Your son, your kid, your grandchild. I don't care. Your cousin. Yeah. Your wife, because there is a very good possibility that Cohen or I could have been in that truck driving that truck when that happened. Yeah, absolutely. And Alden right there without a seatbelt on because we're on country roads but out here Yeah, in Harvest. Yeah. I mean, I can't prove anything. I don't know. I'm Some of you people that's probably out there listening to it um, are probably going to be like, well, why did they do that to your hydraulic tank? Why didn't they just put something in your diesel tank? Or mm-hmm. why didn't they, there's a million other things they could have done. Your, your truck was sitting there with the toolbox in the back of it. It could have taken the whole tool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have any idea. All I know is this is way too much of a coincidence for all this shit to have happened right when it happened. Mm-hmm. And man, I was pissed whenever I didn't have a phone to call to somebody to come get me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That might you have been one in. of the times that I said GD and then instantly said, ask for forgiveness. Oh, shoot. I mean, once you, you get you get past the whole, holy cow, I'm glad you're okay. That was a close call, whatever. You get to thinking about how serious it could have been. Thank goodness it wasn't. But, well, thank God it, it, it didn't get serious or it wasn't serious and you were able to handle your own. Really, I don't know what I would have done <laughs> had that happened to me when I was driving. You came in here and all I could do was laugh at you. Yeah, because I came in the house pissed. Because all, all you, and then I was. <laughs> I take the two phones that are humping in my pocket, threw them on the bed. Oh, it's not and, funny. And I just looked at Jessica and I said, I don't give a damn what you have on your account or what you, what you have on your calendar today. You're going to Evansville, if that's what it takes, to a Verizon mm. store and get me a phone that works. And while you're there, go find me a three quarter ton four wheel drive pickup. <laughs> I don't care what kind it is or what it looks like. It's, I need something to drive. And it's Sunday. I'm tired of, what did I say? We pay too damn many taxes for me to be driving around junk like yep. this. <laughs> Yeah, and this is before we had assumed anything had been messed with. Yeah, at that point, I had no idea that, like, I had been messed with. But, like I said, some of you guys might just say, no, somebody somebody screwed something up. Well, if somebody screwed something up, I'd sure like to know who the hell knocked the screen out of that hydraulic reservoir and shoved a vapor dial down in there. Yeah. Because the only time you ever shove a rag in one of those things is if you're missing the cap. Oh, yeah. And you, but you I wasn't missing, missing the cap yeah. on the hydraulic reservoir. I was missing the cap on the gearbox. But the lug nuts are so weird because you and your dad, you had kind of a funny noise coming from the front end for a few days. And you and your dad jacked it two, up two, two different occasions times. and looked and then made sure your bear. Wiggled the shit out of the tire. Yeah. The lug nuts were tight then. I know damn good and well they were. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. But, yeah. Yeah, I have no clue. So some of you might be skeptical. You know what? Rightfully so. I'm still kind of skeptical. I don't know, mm-hmm. but there's just too many coincidences that just fell together right there. Yeah. I, namely, the screen being in that hydraulic reservoir. How did that happen? Those things don't just fall out. They're bolted yeah. to the to the lip that your that your um that your fill cap is on. 
they don't it's not like something you can accidentally knock down in there so anyway crazy so that brings us to like car shopping so ryan's like go pick out a truck i don't care what it is so i get on facebook right because no dealerships are open <laughs> on a Sunday, which I I didn't realize that it yeah. used to be they were open on Sundays, mm-hmm. which brings us to, OK, if you find something on Facebook Marketplace, you better do like a Carfax on it. Well, you better be doing one anyway. I if hate it doesn't Facebook co- Marketplace. So. What do I call Facebook Marketplace now? <laughs> a salvage yard. I, I don't call it Facebook. Facebook mar- salvage. I call it Facebook salvage because <laughs> everything on there is freaking junk. <laughs> And people are liars and they just sell junk. What's yep. your experience been on Facebook salvage? <laughs> well, you bought a pressure washer that was an absolute piece of shit. The water pumps out of it, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. pressure washer where the yeah. the part that makes the pressure don't work. Oh, right. man, yeah, Facebook yeah. marketplace. Facebook salvage, I mean. <laughs> you bought a, a, a table that's not made out of wood. It's made out of that composite wood. Hollywood. From somewhere in mm. Arkansas. Managed to find a ride for it back up home to find mm. that you didn't get what you paid for. Right. Facebook salvage. Right. So whenever she said she'll get on Facebook salvage and look for a truck, I'm like, don't need one. Not off that place. <laughs> so I found the perfect truck is a perfect farm truck. It actually, the picture of it had a diesel tank in the back of it. I'm like, this is a, this is a pretty good looking 2010, you know, three quarter ton truck. Yeah. There's not a whole, it looks good. It's only got 40,000 miles. You don't see that, right? Yeah. Well, our friend Cody, who wheels and deals. And is damn good at it. Yeah. He's like, get the VIN number, run a Carfax. Because let me let me tell you, when Ryan says, take the checkbook, go buy something, I don't care as long as it works. I'm like, okay, I'm frantically figuring out what I need to do. So I'm texting Cody going, Cody, Ryan said, do this. And he's probably scratching his head like, why in the heck would you ever let your wife do something like this? But whatever. So he's going along with me. He was like, run a Carfax. And I'm like, what do you mean run a Carfax? What's that? You know, so I'm, which I know what it is, but I've never done it on my own. So I do it. And then Cody's like, run from the guy. He's lying to you. That truck has over 200,000 miles on it. It had But he t- claimed it only had how many? 45 or something. See, it was crazy. And then the guy's like, oh, that, that kind of ticks me off because this truck hasn't left our farm. It had just been sold like, Sold and bought two years ago. That was on the Carfax report. That was on the Carfax. Odometer rollback is what he did. Or somebody yes, did. Somebody did. Maybe maybe yeah. this guy that owned it didn't. Well, mm-hmm. of course, if he just bought it two years ago and said it's been on my farm for 10 years. That's what he said. It was crazy. So he's like, yeah, well, people just sell and buy VIN numbers all the time. I'm like, oh, okay, because that's a thing. Oh, really? That's what he said. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I Sounds like know. social security numbers these days. Right? So it's weird. <laughs> anyway, so I'm trying to find these guys, a uh, good truck for Ryan. Um, the dealerships are kind of sketchy too. I hate dealing with dealerships. Uh, I would rather deal with a dealership than I would anybody on Facebook salvage. Oh, I get that. Yes, absolutely. I understand that. Because at least at that point, I have a business I can go back to and mm-hmm. bitch about. And then mm-hmm. and then if if they don't want to make anything right and I feel like they lied to me, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a place to go. Right. Versus just one stupid ass meth head individual that is selling a truck that's... <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Odometer rollbacks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we Facebook salvage. Oh, they're all liars. There's a lot of liars. There's a out lot there. of liars out there. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our story. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's going weeks. on. We've had a lot going on. So what anyway, do you think? What do you think about Israel? Current events? Other than honestly, our life? I'm going to tell you, I have not kept up with it, but what few videos and stuff that I've talked to you about, mm-hmm. it sounds horrifying Mm -hmm. 
It sounds, you were in Israel when you were pregnant with Alden mm-hmm. and that very, some of those hostages, one of them very well could have been you had that happened back then. Yep. And it is horrifying what they're doing to those people. So I remember going along the Gaza Strip and I remember at the cross point we had to go through, I mean, there were like two or three armed guards that came on to the bus that we take, which if you've never been, all of their tourist bus buses are uh, bulletproof, like glass and everything. They're, they're all bulletproof. And um, I remember calling Ryan or talking to Ryan the day we were going to the Sea of Galilee, which is close to um, a military base, which is on the border of Syria. And I remember making the decision to not go because I was pregnant and just because of the level of danger that they, they warned us about that we were getting ready to go. And I was the only pregnant one on our, in our group or whatever. And so, um, mom was there with me and she was like, you know, that's not a bad idea just to stay back just in case something like this happens. And that was the exact same place that it all happened, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I couldn't get over is, and it's kind of like UFOs. There was no really, really high resolution pictures of them, but Mm -hmm. the video I saw of the people in powered parachutes, isn't that crazy? Flying in with guns. What is it with these damn terrorists wanting to fly into places and just know. wreak havoc? What blows my mind right now, Ryan, is that there are sympathists for these people, for, for Hamas. Well, then go live with them. And but get the hell out of our country. I, yeah. I, I, like, how do, you, how do you sympathize with that? I don't know. I don't know. Flying into, like, a concert. I mean, that's like the dude that shot up the, the, the concert, Jason Aldean concert in Las Vegas. You know, just... Picking off innocent people that's there mm-hmm. to enjoy themselves, which is exactly what these terrorists did too. Mm-hmm. They were just like that trans that walked into the Nashville school and shot up, you know, the the children there. Yeah, what the hell did they have anything to do with your grievance? There's nothing there. I mean, I, I'll, it's a level of evil, and then you have mm-hmm. these people in America that want to side with these terrorists. Mm-hmm. They want they want to sympathize with the Palestinians. Oh, there's too many groups of them. That, you know, not all Palestinians are bad. No, you're, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure not everybody that celebrates the religion of Islam is a horrible person. I'm sure not. But there are sure some people in that religion of Islam that do want to kill us mm-hmm. for just being us. Not because we're shooting at them. Not because we're trying to convert them to Christianity. I'm never going to try to convert somebody from Islam to Christianity. If they ask what Christianity is about, I'll tell them, but I'll be like, it's your, your choice. I'm not going to try to convert you. I'm not going to walk up to you and say, you you turn to Christianity or I will kill you. Oh, mm-hmm. but that's what these people will do to us. Yeah. And then the number, and then the, what? I'm pretty sure I saw a meme. I don't think it was a meme though. I think there was some truth behind it. Some LGBTQ people in America who are pro-Palestinian and pro-Hamas. Mm-hmm. Do these morons know that if they walk over there and proclaim themselves and their sexuality and their bisexuality and their transsexuality, that they're going to live a life like that, they will be beheaded that second? Like, do they not understand that? No, they don't. These, that's how stupid these people mm-hmm. are. They are stupid. Mm-hmm. And men, there's something mentally wrong, wrong with them. Wrong with them. They're going to walk into one of these ragheads, and these ragheads are going to look at them and go, no, you're not going to be part of our group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't think that that's a serious thing. It's yeah. a, because they're meant, to, there's something, there's a screw or two loose. Well, obviously. Or a lug nut well, loose. Here's the problem. There. In America, Americans take them seriously. They are bi. They are trans. Mm-hmm. They are all these weird things that we, we are have not. To, we have, have to, to accept. Yeah. Yeah. Hamas ain't going to accept you, kids. 
You go over there and you act like that. You are not making friends with Hamas whenever they see this on their TV over in Israel, Palestine, mm-hmm. Syria. Mm-hmm. Whenever they see, oh, LGBTQs are with us. Oh, we'll take you in. No, they'll mm-hmm. kill you. Yeah. They'll kill you. Yeah. That's in. That's end of story. <sighs> it's but. intense what's going on right now. Yeah. And then there's there's rumor of Hezbollah, I believe, coming up from the south, which maybe? is funded by Iran. Mm-hmm. You know, and they so. and we just gave Iran six billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh no, but that six billion dollars is only going to humanitarian efforts. Well, sure. let me explain to you how budgets work. We give okay. Let's just say that it's all earmarked for humanitarian shit, <laughs> right? That just made their budget bigger. So the $6 billion, if we wouldn't have given it to them, that maybe they would have gave their own people for humanitarian efforts. Well, now that just frees up that $6 billion to do damage somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We we are lacking leadership so damn bad. I, Kermit the Frog would be better than what we got right now. I just... It, it, here's what worries me. Mm-hmm. I've got an 18-year-old and I've got a 5-year-old. And you think that if we get in some badass military conflict right now, there won't be a draft institute? Have you mm-hmm. seen our military numbers? Right. Because, yep. Namely, because of this stupid-ass COVID shot mm-hmm. and the number of people that said, we're not going to take it. And I don't blame them for not taking it. You're not going to mandate on it. You mandate this, we'll quit. Well, by God, they quit. So mm-hmm. now where are we at? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or, or uh, I didn't want to get into politics here. I wanted to just celebrate. What's been going on here with our life <laughs> past three weeks? What? What was your point? Oh, oh, the people in the military right now, we have leadership. I'm not saying the 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 people that are every day in the military that just that's their job and that's what they do. I'm talking about the people that that tell them what to do. The high ups in the military worried about making sure we don't offend a transgender. You mean like Austin? Yes. Okay. Mark Milley, people like that. Like, yeah. get out of here. Who? Yeah. How in the hell did you earn your way to a top position? You're more worried about catering to such a minority mm. than about worrying about that overall strength of us being able to go absolutely whip some ass if we need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're down to a point now, if we want to absolutely whip some ass, they're going to be looking for people like Cohen. Mm-hmm. And in 13 years, people like Alden. And your kids, if you're listening to me. We need leadership. And we don't have it anywhere. The whole house thing. I, I don't know what to think about that. I, I, and I, to this, I had one guy, Kenny, I'm sorry I never got back with you. Obviously, I've been harvesting. But <laughs> I, I, what do you think about this shit show? I don't know what to think about it. I didn't. I, was I a huge fan of McCarthy? He did some good things. Did I like him a lot? No. Steve Scalise now is bowed out. Do I like Jim Jordan? I love Jim Jordan. He's a fighter, man. Mm-hmm. But I just, and this is what democracy looks like. I mean, this is, this is, it's playing out within the rules. But do I think a lot of Matt Gates? No, I, there, I think there's some things that, my, that he may have overlooked here. I don't know. I don't know. I, think I don't know. We, this is what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is that Matt Gates and the, the 18 holdouts that they did have is they made a deal with McCarthy and McCarthy was not standing up to his deal. And they said, you're out, dude. Yeah. We, we told you this was the deal. And if you do not do it, you will be taken out. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He called for the vote. He had the votes. The, the, the absolute childish... Oh my gosh! The absolute ch- these these people in Congress 
these people in our house. It's a joke. I mean, the the arguments that could be made and the Democrats just like chaos, so they don't care one way or another. Nothing's getting done, so they're okay with it. Well, see, that's what I'd ever. Now, that's kind of where I'm at. With no speaker, there ain't no bills getting passed, so no. we're yeah. not going backwards right now. Well, I mean, it's like, what's happening anyways? They're having hearing on hearing, but then, you know, they have a hearing, but then what happens? Nobody ever answers, to, you know, to these committees. Yeah. So that the public can see, and if they do follow and nobody up, nobody gets in trouble because we have a corrupt DOJ. I mean, yeah, you can, we can I mean, subpoena everything we want; and they don't show up, yeah. and nobody gets arrested. Mm-hmm. You, you subpoena information; they refuse to give it. Generally, that would mean if it were me and you, we'd get arrested for oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we'd be in jail. That's what I said. Done. But these people, they can just get away with it. It's two tier system Take of justice. Everything. It's and it just it's what it is. I. That's we need leadership, but I I don't know. <clears throat> it, it is. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to okay. go here today. All right. But as for the, the House speakership thing, I, I don't know what to think. I really don't. I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> and then what was it? Two weeks ago, a, a 10-year-old video from our congressman, unfortunate congressman, Mike Bost, who is a John McCain rhino. He was throwing a fit 10 years ago on the House floor, and suddenly it made it to <laughs> mainstream like this was recently? Yeah. No, Mike Bost is... I, I'm not going to say he's a piece of shit, but he's he just, he's he's not he's not a conservative. He's not what we need. He's a, he's been in there long enough. He's establishment. Yeah, yeah. So well, and not only that, I I heard him speak over here in Mount Carmel, actually locally, and it was the it was the most Republican Democrat thing that I've ever witnessed in my life. Like before my eyes, this is happening. So what he's doing is reading the room on where people stand with Trump and then deciding if he is going to be in support of Trump or not be in support of Trump. So then, you know, somebody asked the question, well, do you support what happened on January 6th? And then he, he gives this political answer, a non-answer, which is what they all do. And then they, and then this person who asked the question was, um, they were in support of Trump and in support of the people who who were in jail. And then that's when he that's when he was allowed to give his support for Trump. It was just stupid. It was the stupidest that's thing. That's our congressman. That's a dumb that's, that's the dumbest thing ever. This is what I'm saying. That's our like, quote unquote leader. That's our leader. And I'm yeah. tired of our leaders. Yeah, they're so Because they're not leading. They're spineless. No, they're not. They are spineless. They have. They don't stand for anything. But it's, they, all they do is talk in talking yeah. points. But then when you, you confront them with common sense, they're just out the door and blame it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. But And the funny thing is, is that this video starts circulating with all this passion that he has on, I can't make, I can't give my constituents anything because of what you guys are doing and all these rules and blah, 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 10 years ago. And it was right before McCarthy got voted out. <laughs> And right before, like, they had a Did new... that video surfaced? Yes. Yes. It was so... I mean, you could it's almost... almost like it was planned. Absolutely it was. Like, I... let's nominate Mike Boss to be this... Pe- that's a joke. Yeah, right. That's a j- Anybody from Illinois, that's a joke. Well, he's got... And he's going to get <laughs> primaried here. Uh, uh, yeah, Bailey's going to... Darren fight. Bailey, the, yeah. the guy that ran for governor for Illinois. I, I don't know Darren personally, but I like what he stood for. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fine. You can have uh, you're Boston. Right. Then no, why don't you prime right. Orange? No, you're you right. Do it. I would take I would take Bailey over Boston any day. I feel like he is he is conservative. What really throws me off about his personality is the you ready for it? Hey friends. You're gonna do that, aren't you? Yes. 
<laughs> it's that friends. What is that friends? He well, sounds I, like he's from in, South Georgia or t- when he not talks. Even and nothing against y'all from South Tennessee, Georgia. Tennessee, Kentucky, Just a draw that's not normal for around here. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's nothing against the the draw of the yeah, dialect. Any you guys have. Oh man, that hurt. <laughs> Can I edit that out? No. <laughs> i'm just saying i mean he's he's yeah void the void i'm all about that yep yep he stands for, for that sure. you know he's says he's pro-life so that's along with okay i'm done yeah anyways not Didn't a fan of go there not a fan of bost yeah fan not of a fan of bost i'm not a fan of probably 80 percent of the republicans and all the democrats mm-hmm. if you really want to know the truth mm-hmm. i'm yeah. Oh, Kennedy came out and he's an independent now. You know that? You know, when I heard somebody, Clay and Buck, uh-huh. and I listen to Clay and Buck whenever I get a chance. It's not a whole lot, not real often. And lots of times it's, is the AM radio station coming through today or not. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to Clay and Buck the day that he, uh, he announced, I think it was Monday, this past Monday, that he was going to run as an independent. And Clay and Buck's take was, that's going to hurt Donald Trump. That's going to take votes away from Donald Trump. And I just <laughs> laughed out loud going down road. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Okay. Yeah, they are so out of touch. He is pro-choice. Mm-hmm. He's anti-gun. Mm-hmm. He's everything that you would never... And I had another guy text me and say, yeah, I've, I'm reading and hearing stuff that that's going to take votes from Trump because the never-Trumpers will now vote for this guy. I'm like, no. I contend the never-Trumpers were never going to vote for Trump to begin with, so they can go fly a kite, whatever. Right, right, right. No, I'm on, I'm on the same page with you, and I think that Clay and Buck are so out of touch because these people, these votes are going to come from Biden, period. Yeah. Kennedy is going to take votes from Biden. That's what I think. Uh, period. Biden and Kennedy are both anti-gun. Biden and Kennedy are both pro-choice. I mean, Biden mm. and Kennedy are both save the climate at, to hell with the American economy. And he's major. You Those listen, two are the ones fighting for votes if you want to talk about their platforms. You listen to the climate change that Kennedy talks about. And it's it is scary. freaky. Yeah, it's freaky. So and he I don't have a blind shot in hell to win in, but what he can do is take away votes from Biden. Mm-hmm. That's what I contend. I don't. There are not enough never Trumpers out there to make a difference. But like the I said, only thing the that never I can Trumpers agree with were him, never going to vote for Trump that's anyway. True. The only thing I can agree with him on is the the vaccine questions. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Some of the questions he's asked, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do That's, we need all these? No, I, no, we don't. So maybe and people and you know what the thing is is like I still get criticism from well you don't vaccinate your kids like I still get that and I don't you know I hear passive comments it's a passive aggressive comment actually is um, I can't believe people don't won't vaccinate their kids today I can't believe that and it's not that I'm not going to it's that I am going to be very selective of what happens because I know I know the damn it and you know what I just found out what's that. My aunt, who's in her 80s, it would be a great aunt, so my mom's aunt, um, she had a heart attack last year, and her doctors admitted to her in her medical records that it was caused from the COVID vaccine. Oh, but we're crazy, and we're the ones that need to be censored. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is misinformation. No, it's not. Oh, I'm telling you. It's not. Social media says that it is. So if there is... Mer- Most, uh, many doctors says that that's misinformation. So but a doctor wrote it? yeah huh go figure Hmm. so if you know that there's like mercury in a vaccine why would you give it to your child that's those are the questions that he's asked yes if there was like a a a lethal amount of aluminum or metals in in a vaccine why would you give it to your child but do you think that's true ryan do you think it's true i know it's true he's making the claim do you think it's true 
Because the RFK Jr. is the same guy that we talked about about two months ago mm-hmm. that made the claim that Roundup ends up in your food. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand how that freaking happens, you dumbass. Well, if you understand, if you listen to the entire podcast of of that whole segment and you know anything about anything, you would realize that there this whole story that he's feeding is not lining up. It's not. It's not lining up. Something is missing from this story. About it's, what? The Roundup thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The glyce, well, then, glyphosate Then how stuff. do we know the things he's saying about the vaccine isn't adding up as well? Because I've I'm done, just playing I'm, devil's advocate. Sure. Absolutely. So go do your research on vaccines and the ingredients of them. Okay. Okay. Don't have time, but yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And that's why there's men and women. Women are a little bit different than men. Your Our brains are thinking differently and women take care of the household hold typically, right? Sure. So do your research. But like, don't, I, I would never say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got, I can't believe that you got that vaccine for that virus. I cannot believe you did that. So like, why? But I also wouldn't say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't get it. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But people do. And they're just like, well, if you don't get vaccinated or if you don't vaccinate your kids, you're irresponsible. You're one of those weirdos. You're irresponsible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There is a massive, massive point. And in, and from and from what I've seen and just from my, the research and the class that I took on homeopathy, there are things on this earth that we can heal our bodies with um, that they don't talk about anymore because our medical system is such a, it's, it's corporate. Yeah, they're cr- It's all about the money. Money. Insur- health insurance. If you knew that you could take it, and I know you're going to laugh at me, Ryan, with this onion water. <laughs> like, if you knew you could cure a cold, like, what What did your grandma do, you know, before? A hundred years ago? You're yeah. exactly right. I have no idea. And you know that they did stuff. So why not just say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to try that. Yeah. And I don't know why we're looked at weird. <laughs> Because they've been doing it for a long, and there's a lot of cultures. I think I don't think it's all bad, Jess. For and it's obviously not because our life expectancy is longer today than what it was a hundred years ago. But I am saying I think a person is foolish not to question something. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I never not to questioned ask questions. it. I never questioned it until COVID nineteen vaccines were Same here. mandated. Same here from our government. Yep. Never question a dang thing. And then they have solid proof that ivermectin was good at fighting it. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it became a horse tranquilizing drug or whatever it was. (laughs) Only for horses. Only for horses. Why are you guys taking horse paste? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whenever ivermectin is something that like after I did some research, it's like, well, damn, this has been prescribed for years. Yeah. And cheap. But suddenly cheap. That's the problem. Yeah. It's, It's affordable and it's abundant. And you know, when COVID was going on and I was trying to get a hold of ivermectin to find somebody who would actually prescribe it, that like for four pills, it was like 90 bucks. Yeah. Crazy expensive. So I, I don't know. I think that the whole medical system has just been turned upside down. And I do too. I, I think. I, I, I do too. I we are not the only ones who think this no, way. I, I was just, just talking to a lady at church this morning who is a blessed old, uh, older woman. Yeah. A wonderful person. And she is so disgusted. What's she's happened? Had, she's had medical issues, and she's she's still fighting with them. Now, granted, she's up there in age, so she's going to have a few more. But she is just disgusted at the level of service that she gets from mm-hmm. healthcare providers. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, really. So it's mm-hmm. not just us. It's not just us. You and me, and I'm more disgusted, I think, than you are because you don't deal with like Alden and and 
all right. the things. So you never go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you could be throwing up for three days and you wouldn't go. Probably not. <laughs> got work to do. Yes. <laughs> Folks, I got to get to work. This was only, I told Jess whenever we came up here to minutes. do this. I was like, let's just do a 30 minute one. No prep, no nothing. Just get up here and talk and, mm-hmm. and let the people, let all you guys know, our 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 fellow potlickers that, that we're just, we're in good shape. We're just busy here, you know, and fall everybody, harvest and Everybody such, busy though. Everybody's busy. But yeah. anyway, we got to get out of here. I've got to get to work. Is that okay? Yes. All right. Uh, we'll do a second Hairbands of Harvest song because this is the second one we've done since Hairbands of Harvest. Can I make a note before you start playing the song? Sure. I'm not a huge fan of this You're one. You're not a fan no. of this one. I mean, well, I like the song, but the original. Okay. Is what I like. All right. Because I don't like change, I guess. <laughs> okay. So uh, our Hairbands of Harvest song today is Def Leppard, uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me. But I personally i like this version better than i like the original one yeah and it's acoustic but i am an acoustic guitar type guy i like acoustic (laughs) music i just do so here we go right here pour some sugar on me def leopard leah thomas is still a boy you're born in america don't forget to be one jesus christ is our savior we'll see you next time folks adios love is like a bomb baby come and get it on living like a lover with a red iphone looking like a tramp like a video fam demolition woman can i be your man wrestling a dazzle and a flash a little light